Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. I'm Mike. I'm Glenn. There we go. <laughs> Goofballs. Thank, thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, so, welcome to the coffee shop. Yeah, welcome back to the coffee shop, Glenn. Good to see you again. You know, I'm not drinking coffee tonight. You yeah, know, what are you, what are you, what are you well, doing? Full, You're cheating on me. Full transparency. What, what are you drinking? Oh, uh, you yeah. drink coffee? Yeah, just straight up. Yeah. Is it decaf? No. Hello. What's the <clears> point? Well, sometimes we record early in the morning. We come in at 6 a.m. and record. And and I'm full, full blood coffee at that time. But... Tonight, some, yeah, tonight some, we did a night we do session. Nights, and I, I, I enjoy this thing called sleep. So really? if I drank all my coffee like I normally do, so I'm drinking um, energized water. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll call you at midnight. Yeah, I'll be. Up. See how you're doing. Ginseng or whatever the, the crap is that's in there. Yeah. So, so hey, no vodka though. No, no vodka. Nope. You've got that going for us, Amen. which is perfect. Um. So listen, I want to jump right into get again today. Let's get to work. Yeah, do we uh do we have any behind the counter stuff we need to do really? No. Oh, I got one. Uh you you brought it up a couple of uh episodes ago, but we'll probably bring it up more. Do a Google review for us. Uh for many reasons that'll help. It's not there to boost our ego, but if people are looking for a recovery podcast, they'll have a better chance of finding the Sober Doc Coffee podcast if you just leave a review. And Yeah, know. so so that's on Google yeah. and it's on all the podcast platforms. So right. if you go to Spotify or CastBox or Apple, Apple or, or, or one of those. And, and, and just remember when, when you write the reviews, Mikey's the funny one. <laughs> no, that, that's not true. I checked with my mom. She said, no, absolutely, you're the funny one. <laughs> no, the, the reviews really help. Yeah. For example, if somebody's out there and, and they're Googling sober curious, right? You know, we're, we're trying to use the hashtags. You know, we, we're, we're partnering up with uh, Care Addiction Center. You know, they're a great resource for us. And, and you know, we're, we're trying to align some content with their blogs. And, you know, those hashtags and all those things we should probably learn all that stuff at some point, but I know a little bit about hash, but I think that's dude. That's that's another that's another podcast. Okay, all right. I'm just saying. My <laughs> jeez, like, don't don't judge me. I'm better now. I got better. Um, anyway, that we've got then. a we've got a table for three, and uh, uh, it's so three. funny. It, oftentimes, we'll have a special guest on, which we have again today. Uh, we have a special guest on, and. And I, I love it. I get so excited about our 18 minutes together that I always say, oh, you come back and visit us. And uh, and Megan was, was, said, sure, I'll come back. And I said, be careful what you say. And so she's back. Good morning, Megan. Hey, Megan. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, yeah, so it was so funny because we were talking. And, you know, in case you guys don't know it, Glenn and I are guys. And uh, Megan, say hello again. Megan is a woman. A gal, a girl. Well, and hey, let, let me jump in real yes. quick. So, so, Megan, when we started this thing out. A, a <laughs> oh, while yeah, ago, this is funny. 100 some episodes ago. 100 episodes ago. Right. So, I tell my wife, and I don't tell her a lot of stuff I do just because, you know, she, she's so busy and focused on, on her stuff. And, and she supports my, my sobriety 100%. And she doesn't care what I do. Right. Um, just as long as you keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
<clears throat> so, you know, we started doing this. I said, hey, I'm doing a podcast. And, and I had been on podcasts before, and she thought I was just going to, like, speak, like a speaker meeting type thing. And I'm like, now Mikey and I are going to start one. And she's <laughs> like, what? So I said, hey, it's just a coffee shop, casual chats about sobriety, sharing experience, strength, and hope with folks on the sober path. And she goes, you and Mikey? <laughs> she goes, nobody's going to listen to you two. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, look. She goes, you need some women on there. She said, nobody's going to listen to two guys just talk about sobriety. You need some women. Right. And so we immediately listened to her. And, you know, we, well, of had, course we did. Yeah, we've, we've had many, many women as guests right. and, and really, you know, contributors you know, to the show. And, and, and you did a recent episode and loved it. Service. service. Yeah, that was good stuff. Just loved it. Yeah. And uh, so, so welcome. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the topic we thought we'd talk about, if it's okay with you, is uh, women in sobriety. Not to be confused with women for sobriety, which is an AA alternative. This is just, just in general, the challenges. Ladies getting you, sober. Ladies getting sober. I like that. That's even better. That'll be our episode well, it's name. It's too confusing with the other one. Somebody's yeah. going to go to some website and find them. And, you know, and then we'll whatever. get sued. Right? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Um, so yeah, just kind of, uh, I thought it'd be fun to kind of share your journey a little bit and, and how you overcame, um, because look, my experience, I walked into an AA meeting and I, I'm a older guy and guess what? I felt right at home because there was a bunch of older guys there. Right. And, uh, and I could, I could catch the similarities in their story and, and I just really connected with them and engaged, um, you know, and, and I often felt that there was probably a greater challenge when it came to women walking through the doors where it's 80 percent, 90 percent, you know, men. So, yeah, yeah. It is, can, it, is it an issue or is it am I overthinking it? Well, I think because of when I came in about almost nine years ago, I was lucky because the fellowship that we go to mm-hmm. has had three women's meetings a week. Mm hmm. And so when I was in counseling before I came into sobriety and my counselor said, you should go to AA, why don't you try some women's meetings? Mm-hmm. So that's where I started off was at women's meetings. Mm-hmm. And I didn't attend a co-ed mixed meeting mm-hmm. for almost two years. Wow. Wow. It was my sponsor who said, hey, I think you should try a mixed meeting. Mm-hmm. Meet me Tuesday night at this uh, church. And we, and we went. And I have to say that I saw a side of men that I'd never seen before. I had not often seen men sharing, um, being emotional. Feelings. Yeah. Authentic. Real. Real. I like that word, real, yeah. Yeah. And and there were differences of what affected the men as compared to me. I so often heard men talk about road rage, which was something I didn't really suffer from, but I didn't have to travel to and from work every day either. Right, sure. Um, How are you doing with that now? My road rage yeah. travel. <laughs> yeah, road rage isn't something that's ever bothered me too much, though I've Good. gotten the finger many a time. Um, but hey, uh, hey, I was waving to you. I was waving to you. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> Thanks. But um, yeah, so and um, and and a weight of responsibility. And I would hear that often from the men of this weight of responsibility they felt for their families. Mm-hmm. 
And it was very eye-opening to me. Um, but a lot of the women I know who were about 20 years sober or so when I came in, they would talk about going to meetings and they'd be the only woman in the room. Mm. And that oftentimes the women met in homes when mm. the men's would go to the meetings. Mm-hmm. The women's would meet at home meetings. So I feel super blessed that I came in at a time where I had the choice. Mm-hmm. I could go to women's meetings, which was a very... Uh, intimate experience mm-hmm. and where I met a lot of sober women who were amazing examples to me in sobriety. Um, and then I could go to men's meetings and it really, I think, helped give me an appreciation for my brothers and mm-hmm. my husband and my mm-hmm. father in a way that maybe I hadn't even thought of before. Because, you know, alcoholic self-centered, right? right? And I was only thinking about myself a lot. Right. So, um I think it can be a little intimidating for some women, uh, you know, if they come into a meeting with... Uh, you know, maybe 10 guys and two girls. Mm. But once they sit down and listen to what the men have to say, I think that all goes out the window because we all suffer. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I've I've not gone to a woman's meeting. <laughs> you might be shocked to hear that. And, uh, I've, I've also, tried and they will not let me in. I've also not gone to a men's only meeting. I always go to co-ed meetings. But I got to tell you, in my years, uh, you know, that I have, I've learned so much from women in this program. I mean, again, it is, it's a different approach or mm-hmm. it comes from a different place, but I've learned so much and I'm really grateful that we have this co-ed kind of mixed thing going on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I hear a lot from the men in the rooms that they, you know, I often hear that they didn't think they, they had a problem. Mm-hmm. But more often I hear with the women they knew they were alcoholics, right. but they just didn't know how to do anything else, you right. know. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's just a purely masculine thing, right. but, um, for you know, I hear that often. And, yeah, the reason, you know, the, the work and drinking after work is so much more of a, part, a, a male it, thing, especially the tradesmen. So many sure. tradesmen we see in there. And, and it was drinking before, during, and after sure. work for right. some guys. Right. I knew a guy who worked guy. on those skyscrapers. Uh, and they were drinking at lunchtime. Yeah, all right. And I thought, gosh, it's amazing you're still alive, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. It's crazy. So save AA for a moment. Mm-hmm. Going back on your journey nine years ago, mm-hmm. um, you came to a point, obviously, where you realized that alcohol was affecting your life. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you go the AA route, or did you go other routes? Or, and I, I'm just kind of trying to get to the challenge of, you know, of, that you might have faced then. Yeah, I, 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 the first person I admitted I had a problem to was my doctor when mm. she confronted me about my liver function mm, okay. uh, tests, you know, and um, she put me in touch with a counselor. And I went to a counselor for a year, and she helped me with so many things, but not my drinking. Mm-hmm. I had, she would give me suggestions to control my drinking, don't drink until 5, only try to have so many drinks. 5 a.m. or 5 p.m.? I'm just checking. <laughs> but I know I wasn't willing to take any of those suggestions. I wasn't willing to try to control my drinking. And after a year of counseling and making no progress with my drinking, she suggested I go into AA. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, you you like to research. Go online and research. And that's right. what I did. I did, too. I did the mm-hmm. same thing. I thought, there's got to be... There's got to be answers, and the one common thread was that people found the solution in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I just couldn't I couldn't argue with the statistics yeah. of my research. Yeah. I mean, I read I, something from the Big Book online. I don't remember what it is now, but it just hit me. It just mm-hmm. hit me right in the heart, and I thought, "Geez, that's me. Right. They're talking about me and how I drink and how I feel." 
Right. You know, and for me, it was uh, the idea of like, I have a choice. Do I want to um, try to get sober and not drink or die drinking? Mm-hmm. Dying drinking seemed a lot easier yeah, right. than trying to get sober. I was okay and live. with that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, are, are are there any special challenges? Like, I mean, I I've talked to some women, and and hey, you know, as we all know, primarily men stick with men, and women stick with women, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I have three female phone numbers from AA, right? And I've talked to some of them, and some of them are like, hey, you know, it's a challenge coming into the room. When there's, I'm the only woman and there's a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. Were, were there any other like gender specific challenges that that maybe getting the message out there for guys could, could help more women come mm. in or feel comfortable? Mm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, yeah it's... Nothing's hitting me right no, now okay. about that. Um, I think for the women who come in the doors, you know, so often I've... And, uh, even recently, I hear women who come into the doors and they go to meetings. It's their first meeting. All men, all old guys, right? <laughs> right, right. Like and Blake the, and me. Yeah, right. right. They start bawling and just you know, have this emotional vomit <clears throat> all over the table yep, of right. AAs. Yep. And those men, you know, they're they're just as comforting and loving oh, and supportive. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they tell you, you, you never have to be alone again. You know, mm-hmm. keep coming back. Um, you know, we're going to love you until you love yourself. And so often I hear that. Hits people, you know, the women who come in, they go to those men's meetings, have a somebody, you know, a man come to them and say, you know, we're going to love you until you love yourself. Right. And not in a inappropriate right, way, right, right, but right. in a, you know, a, like a brotherly fellowship right, you know, sure. way. And, and having relationships, because, you know, ma- I'm married a long time. I don't have friendships with men. Right. Um, until I came into the program. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always kind of felt like, you know, we always say, you know, you go in slippery places, you're going to slip. That's right. Yeah. I, I felt that way about men. You yeah, know, sure. like if I hang out with men too much, you know, then I'm having a relationship right. with them when I should have it with my husband. Sure. But when it comes to AA, it, it's not it's not about that at all. No. It's about carrying the message and it's about, um, you know, support and it's about, you know, having this um, amazing connection with our higher power that we're just so excited about and excited to share with other people, man, woman, child, it doesn't matter. Right. right. Still, there's some some guardrails that I set up. I mean, even even with the three phone numbers I have, my wife knows them all. You know, she's Mm -hmm. met them all. I mean, I I just, I'm smart enough to to build guardrails. Mm -hmm. Yep, which is is smart, right? Yeah. Not to be confused with the smart recovery program. <laughs> but we're pro sobriety here. Um, so I guess I, I guess one of the objectives I had is nine years ago, you you want to head into uh, down to a path of recovery. It's life or death for you. And what would you say? What would you say to the girl who's nine years behind you, um, who's maybe a little afraid that? She maybe even stepped into a meeting and it was all guys and she's like, I'm just never gonna connect here or what whatever. What would you say? What would you say to that girl nine years behind you? Uh, I'd say don't compare yourself out of the rooms. You know, just because someone is a different gender or has a different job or is in a different socioeconomic, mm-hmm. you know, bracket than you, that doesn't change the fact that we all have been suffering. We've all felt shame and remorse for what we were doing while we were drinking. And if you sit around these tables and take the suggestions of the people with good sobriety, then mm-hmm. you're going to have good sobriety. Right. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. In fact, you know, service work is a big part of my program. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before. And 
it was a man, when I went to that co-ed meeting, one of the men who had originally started the meeting came up to me afterwards and he said, I think you would be a really good secretary. Why don't you stay for the business meeting and, mm. and, and be our secretary? Mm-hmm. And then he said, how about you come and speak at a breakfast for me a few months mm-hmm. later? And he kept pulling me in and pulling mm-hmm. me in. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. We are still friends. I'm friends with his wife and his daughter right, and right, the whole right. family, you know, because um, it's a, it affects all of us, you know, right. when one of us is sick and they, you know, they support and rally around him and, and, you know, it didn't matter that it was, uh, you know, a right. guy who was 20 years older than me, right. you know, who I probably would have never met before. In fact, we lived down the street from each other years oh, ago. Never crazy. met. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but come into the room. Love so. how this works. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I find that, you know, we're all at that proverbial intersection. You know, how we got there, where we're going to go from here, is it's going to veer off. But we're... A, we come in, we find ourselves at the same intersection. Mm-hmm. We're hopeless, looking for hope. We're, you know, tired, looking for strength. And mm-hmm. we're, we're all those things. And and when you break it down like that, you're right. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't know ha- more than half of the people. I'd say 90% of the people, I don't know what they do for a living. I have no idea. I don't care. <laughs> they don't know what I do. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, we're just here working on sobriety. That's yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Glenn. Love it. What do you do for a living, Glenn? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, some days I don't know either. You do a podcast. <clears throat> no, I just met this. I mean, there's, there's a guy who I've known in the room for 12 years. I just found out what he did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then he retired. Because it doesn't. Because it doesn't matter. But nothing matters, man. It's mm-hmm. it's. Hey, let's get sober together. Let's let's go help the next yeah. guy. Right. Absolutely right. Well, I think we helped the next gal today. I hope we did. I hope so. Anything you want to yeah. leave him with? Keep coming back. You know those, I hear you those cranky, cranky old men. Yeah, you know they're just big old softies. Just call yeah. Don't a, don't be scared let's just off call by a the duck and duck. The guy's name's Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys Thanks, for Megan. asking. I really appreciate you coming back. Come back again. Oh, oh she's gonna think about it now. There we go. All right, thank you, Megan. Thanks, Thanks Megan. All right, bye. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.